0: Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
1: A champion at both tennis and basketball. She loved sports and she loved competition. She was fierce. And yet her name has been forgotten.
2: Who was Ora Washington?
3: Ora's story isn't just one of sporting success. She was a headliner everywhere. It's a story of struggle and injustice in a segregated America. It's not an accident that people weren't paying enough attention to her. I'm former pro basketball player Renee Montgomery, and I want to tell her story. To reacquaint the world with a true sporting legend. Aura, Washington. There's a whole story here that needs to
1: be told. Untold Legends, a podcast from BBC Sounds and the BBC World Service. Search for Untold Legends wherever you found this podcast. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere.
0: Acast.com.
2: Hi, I'm Melissa.
0: And I'm Jesse.
2: Welcome to the Reimagine Success Podcast. We're a husband and wife team who want to make a difference and change the way we all view success.
0: We've had the privilege of interviewing so many amazing, talented, and successful guests. Each one of them experienced success in their own way.
2: We want to change how society views success by inspiring you to live your best life and celebrate your successes, no matter what that looks like, big and small.
0: Success looks so different for everyone, and we want you to reimagine your success. Welcome to season two of Reimagine Success.
2: Success. Welcome back to another week of Reimagine Success.
0: Hey, everybody. Hope you've had an unbelievably successful week. Uh, Melissa and I have been busy. Uh, learning a lot we been a part of this group on patreon that uh is a podcasters group and we've been associating with some amazing podcasters and oh, just yeah. learning all kinds of great stuff to make this the best podcast that we can.
2: Oh yeah, we want to definitely bring you the latest content up to date, the the best that we can possibly do for you guys. We're we're a little bit of perfectionists, so we want to make sure that you have the best best content out there.
0: Yeah, and even though we're in season 2, we're still newbies at this. We're we're learning every week. We're trying to get better at what we do and you know, it's our journey, just like we like to highlight everybody else's journeys. This is our journey. So, uh, you know, we're learning, we're growing, we're, we're fighting to be the best that we can be. So uh, I'm glad that you're along for the ride with us.
2: Yeah. And, and if you haven't went to our social medias, check out Jesse and my social media pages. Um, I'm starting to do a lot of live videos. I went live last night on Instagram. So definitely keep following us and see what we're up to.
0: Yeah. And I got a lot of shows coming up and I'll be promoting those. I got a single coming out real, real soon. And so it, just be keeping up with all of that. It's it's really exciting. Everything that's going on with us and uh, more exciting than that is our amazing guest for yes. today.
2: Yes. So excited.
0: Today, we are so lucky to have an amazing man named Stephen Crane on the podcast. Stephen Crane is a small business owner in Greenville, South Carolina. He owns and operates a retail franchise that's going into its ninth year. Stephen has been married for 14 years to his high school sweet, high school sweetheart, Dana. Both are Clemson graduates, Dana class 2005, Stephen class 2007. So he snagged him the older gal there. They have two young daughters, eight, uh, 10, and five outside of work and family. He has been an improviser for nine years and recently began expanding into some small roles in the film, TV, and commercial industry. Stephen, welcome. Welcome,
2: Stephen.
1: Hey, Melissa. Hey, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Yeah. so good to have you with us.
2: So excited to dive in and talk about everything that you've been up to and who you are and just inspire everyone that's listening.
0: So why don't you go ahead and start by just telling us your story, telling us a little bit about your journey so far that's gotten you to where
1: you are today. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me on again. Um, So great to catch up with you. Um, I, you know, just, we come from a similar area, Jesse and I, Um, mm-hmm. Walhalla, South Carolina, the <laughs> metropolis of uh, south carolina yeah. i've
2: actually driven a lot through wahala and jesse has showed me some places you guys did your little whatever at your stories he <laughs> shared all kinds of stuff with me yeah
1: i, I actually got to uh, graduate with your wife which was cool <laughs>
2: yep <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it's a great place like looking back growing up uh a great place to start out it's quiet you know there's not too much trouble you can get into um I mean, there's always something if you want to find it. Yeah, but uh, uh, it was, um, you know, a great place. I lived there for the first well, have 20-something years of my life, you know, went to school locally there after high school and, um, you know, have lived kind of within uh, driving distance of there pretty much our whole time. We've kind of bounced around from North Carolina, you know, been back to South Carolina here in Greenville. Um, but you know, grew up not really knowing what I wanted to uh, get into. It took me a long time to kind of figure things out. Um, my wife, on the other hand, she, you know, I think she, she knew from the time she was in high school exactly what she wanted to do, and she's still <laughs> doing it, and it's amazing, you know.
0: That must be she's, nice. <laughs> I know. I
1: was, I've was. i always been jealous of that. I was like, I wish I could have known, um, you know, exactly what I wanted to do and just focus on that. But also at the same time, it's fun to, you know, go on different adventures and try things out till you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I
2: think it's your personality. Some people are prone, you know, to know exactly what they want to do and that's it. And that's all they want to do. Whereas me, I'm in, my toes are in a lot of things.
1: (laughs) I know I've had so many different careers. So many. (laughs) Same, same. I mean, on paper, I mean, none of the things really connect to for mine that much. Uh, you know, I did all the things from, uh, you know, growing up in, in high school, like working from the time I was young, my dad actually owned a business for a while, um, so I kind of saw that as a probably twelve year old and worked a lot of summers and tried doing things out and figured out a lot of things I didn't want to do. <laughs> That's yeah. a good way to do it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, absolutely. Yes. Um, but you know, um, I what led me to you know where I am now was a lot of things that I enjoyed, I found. And then, um, a lot of things that maybe I didn't feel so successful at and also, you know, just not passionate at, you know, um, some things were more necessity based jobs, um, that you just have to have. And, uh, and then as you get a little older, more experienced, you'd learn from those mistakes or, you know, successes and kind of figure out more narrowed path. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, I mean, my, my, story, uh, you know, we, like I said, we, I'm married to, uh, Dana, my high school sweetheart, which was, you know, something that not doesn't happen a lot, I guess. No, nowadays, definitely not, yeah. s- especially not staying
0: together for as long no. as you guys are as high school sweethearts. That's, that's we were,
1: commendable. Yeah. We were very lucky to, um, kind of find each other early on and g- really grow together. I mean, um, I was fifteen, I guess when we really met and wow um, mm. it was it was a really strong connection and um, we we took a lot of time before we actually got married so we were together for many years before we even got engaged. we kind of put that on ourselves to one of us was gonna get done with college and then um, once at least one of us was done, that would be a good time if we you know were still together and which we always knew we would be but Aww. um.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to pause right here because I like what you said a minute ago um, and you said that you grew together. And that yeah. that to me is the essential thing that is missing from most relationships and is a huge killer is that people will grow mm-hmm. as, as we do as humans. You know, everybody's constantly growing and changing, but they're not doing it together. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what happens in a lot of relationships is one person will be growing in one direction while the other person's growing in another direction. And then you get years down the line and you look at each other you're like i don't really recognize you anymore um,
1: right that can happen i mean mm-hmm. uh, i've seen it happen uh and it's happened we, to me. yeah i mean it's it's and it's and i think that's okay because uh a lot of times people aren't who they were you know when they first met someone and if you do grow apart it's not necessarily the other person's fault i would say it's just what right. happens sometimes maybe you just your goals change, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. But luckily we've, um, you know, I've always just wanted to support her, whatever she did. She's always been one of those service-minded people who she's in the healthcare industry as an occupational therapist. So, um, and that's something she wanted to do. Like I said, from a young age, and she always supported me on everything I changed (laughs) to go into, (laughs) which was very helpful. Um, and we balanced each other out a lot. I mean, we have a lot of things in common, but we also have a lot of you know differences in our personalities. Um, but it, it it's never not matched in a good way. So yeah. mm-hmm. Do you ever uh, feel we, like
2: she has the skills that you don't have, and you have the skills that she doesn't have, and you guys? That's how you're collectively working together a lot.
1: Yeah, we kind of fill yeah. in those gaps. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. for Jesse sure. and She's, I are like that. I yeah. think that's uh, super helpful because mm-hmm. I am not a a planner or an organized person by any means that much i mean (laughs) but she likes to know exactly the plan and stuff and i'm you know sometimes sometimes that's really great and we need that and then sometimes it's be flexible and you know we try to um you know help each other out with that so yeah you should um, see her calendar it is uh (laughs) color-coded It's like very
0: specific. And then she's like, you should keep a calendar too. And I've tried it for like a week. And then right.
1: I just, I slack off and stop. And it just, it's not how I roll. No, I think that's a great way to do it. It's good to have somebody there to, to help with the parts that were not so um, strong. <laughs> and that's how I actually hire people too. And uh, that was a you know thing I had to learn as I started working for myself, um, I I was, I would always ask, are you an organized person? Because I I would like that because I'm not, like I said, but (laughs) if I could get somebody in there that's really good at that, that's, that's very helpful.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Awesome. Uh,
1: So you got married,
0: um, you bounced around to a bunch of different careers, and then you ultimately ended up starting your current career as an entrepreneur. You opened up a small business. So tell us about that process a little bit and what that looked like for you.
1: Yeah. um, Have you ever gone on like a trip or just anywhere and saw like a really interesting business? And you're like, oh, that's a cool idea. Mm -hmm. Why isn't that something, you know, in our area? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what happened with our store. Um, I We would take family vacations um, and I ended up seeing this little spot and it, (laughs) it just caught our attention out of the massive amount of places to go check out. There was this like store, it said free samples, beef jerky. Um, and then <laughs> we were like, oh, we gotta check this out. And, <laughs> right. you know, we walk in there and it was a really cool experience. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting. And, and, and we took some home and, uh, I think bought Christmas presents or something, whatever we were doing at the time. Um, and it kind of like left our minds and, um, you know, every year we would actually go back for kind of a family fall trip and we kept seeing, it and there was like another one. And then there was like multiple stores. And I was like, man, this thing is really growing up here.
3: <laughs> wow. Um,
1: it'd be cool to not have to come here once a year and just have something back home. And, and that just sparked like an idea of what if we did it, you know, like I'd mm-hmm. seen it and what was, um, interesting. I'd seen other friends kind of change careers to, you know, open their own businesses, whatever it was. Um, and I was like, well, let me just talk to them and they would just ask questions and see what that process is like and what the you know experience has been for them and and everyone I talked to it, it was like you know they were enlightened by the whole process of working for themselves or you know getting out of a career that wasn't necessarily fulfilling for them mm-hmm. and I was like, okay well you know I'm my current job at that time I was uh, working for a large software cor- corporation um you know so it was a, a really big business uh you know global and i was like well i'm in a cubicle every day making phone calls like constantly and i was like you know and i'm having success at it i was actually you know doing really well and and um i but for some reason i was like what if i could take you know this success i'm having and do it for myself you know how much more fulfilling would that be versus you know all these executives or whatever yeah (laughs) right so it was one of those things i took you know took some time with I took a, I did a lot of research it took I don't know probably almost a year of really from that first initial point to opening it up um and I'm one of those people that does everything kind of under the radar so I don't I almost no one knew I was even looking at this up until <laughs> up until maybe a couple months before we started really like building it out so we were that far into it before many maybe a handful of people close to us really knew Oh, wow. Um, and my boss had to know because they were actually offering me like a different position and, <laughs> and safety wise, that would have been a good, good choice. Otherwise, you know, but I went the other direction, taking a total risk of, you know, a small business that could, mm-hmm. could really fail within, you know, a short amount of time or could go, you know, several years and you, you just never know with those type of things yeah and you know the bigger the risk
0: sometimes the bigger the reward right. so you yeah. could have stayed in that safe place and you know kept working in that cubicle and it would mm-hmm. have been you know just mind-numbingly awesome for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but, exactly
0: but you know you decided to follow that that dream of working for yourself and that that's really cool that you stepped out like that and um it, it's, it says a lot about your character and who you want to be and what you want to do in this world.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, working for other people has its definite, you know, um, benefits because you do learn from someone else who gives you a different perspective or gives you different skills that you might not have gotten on your own. So, um, I took a lot of those different experiences that I'd learned, um, and had to, use what I knew. And, and then um, also just learn on the go of just how to operate everything, you know, because as a small business owner, I mean, you, you're doing, you know, everything falls on you. You've got to do the scheduling, the hiring, the inventory, the, you know, especially at the beginning, because I wasn't even sure if I could hire anyone. Like Mm -hmm. it was such a small business that I was like, I might have to run this full time every day. You know, the, Every day of the week. And that was how it was at first. But then quickly, I was like, okay, I can, I can afford to hire, you know, one person to give me some break. You know? yeah. So it's just, uh, it's just a big learning experience. And it's, um, it's something that would have taken me years and years and years to learn um, mm. otherwise, but hopefully I've gained a lot.
2: Yeah, well, definitely getting out and doing it, I think, is the the best lesson that you can ever do. Um, There's a lot of people who go to college and they spend four, sometimes six years in college and then they come out and they have no clue actually how to do the job when they sit down in front of the desk. And I feel like hands-on, just the hands-on approach and getting out there. That's why I'm so in love with interns. Um, we have an intern uh, that's about to start with us, and we're so excited. Yes, and we can actually share and give her knowledge as she goes into the workplace. So she'll be like our little baby bird, you know, flying off <laughs> one day, um, and it'll be so exciting to watch. And you know, over the years with different businesses I've had, I've had the pleasure of teaching and growing a couple of interns. And one of my interns actually started her own fashion line. And now she has an amazing, successful business. And it's just so beautiful to see that. So don't ever forget that there are interns out there who really want to learn and they're just leaving college And, you know, you're still in college or still in college. And they, you know, they need they need these they need this experience and you can teach them that at a a young age.
1: Yeah, that that's um, a lot of things I was looking at coming out of college. I actually was looking to go more into um, like a like broadcasting or, um, uh, you know, maybe film production or something like that, because that was what I was more interested in at the time. Mm-hmm. for a brief period, I did work for a local news station doing some, you know, floor directing and things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, more on the technical side and production side, which was a lot of fun. But one of those things where it's early morning, like get up at two 30, go and do the morning news. and
2: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, um, you know, it's, that was one of those breaks I took in between some other jobs because I was like, let me get back to my, you know, original thing I kind of wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, best paying thing, but I got a lot of cool experience from it. And I actually felt more fulfilled when I do things that are, um, you know, just more in tune to what I feel good about.
2: Yeah. Well, I I feel like Jesse and I are the same way because like this podcast, every single time I finish, you know, an interview or an episode, I feel so inspired and motivated and I feel like I can tackle the world. And then I sit at my day job, desk and I just lose it all. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did it all go? And it just, so, uh, you know, um, and, and it's just what we have to do right now because, yeah. you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, um, but th- the, the thing that creates passion I feel like especially in creatives is these creative projects and the more that we can do creatively um, you know is is so much better for our minds which how has started your own business and now you're full-time in your business how has that dynamically changed your life
1: Um, it's definitely adjust an adjustment um, because when I first started it we actually had a our first child the year before. So it was still oh, wow. early on into that. So um, I was having to all of a sudden take on this new challenge of this business that we had you know, wanted to do, but also we'd had that whole year before, you know, learning how to you know, become parents and mm-hmm. um, also being there for my wife and everything and trying to figure out what that balance was because there were times where I would, you know, if I was too focused on work, you know, that could negatively affect just the home life, and um, and I would feel like you know I've got to I've got to correct it. So it's just one of those things where you um, where I had to just learn again, like from those experiences of how do I um, you know take the leap and hire you know more people, you know, um, to help out with that side, so I could be home more and you, and especially those early years, you know, having a, a child that's, yeah. uh, you want to be there as much as possible. And, and I could not have done any of it without, you know, my wife. I mean, have, like I said, having her support and just her being like super mom where <laughs> she was, you know, on, on maternity leave, you know, as long as she could. And that was awesome. We had a lot of time before we started that. Um, but then when I went to work and then she went back to work, um, she was able to somehow, you know, do it all. And the business, uh, luckily having her, you know, as still having an income and stuff, it didn't put all the pressure on, you know, starting a business.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. That would have
1: been the only thing we had. The pressure is just amped up to, you know, a thousand. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't recommend, I mean, if, you, <laughs> you know, if that would not have been something I would have done, I think if if we didn't have that agreement that, you know, we could live off of one in our lifestyle um, and not depend solely on you know this new thing that might not turn a profit for years. You know, you never know with the business.
2: Right, right, right. You have to you have to just start it and see where it goes. Right. Now, did you hire someone uh, that came on that helped you with marketing at first, or did you literally just do everything yourself at the very beginning?
1: Well, the benefit of having a uh, franchise a lot of times is you get a lot of corporate help because um, they want all the franchisees to um, benefit or uh, to do well mm-hmm. because the better they do, the better the you know overall. The does. overall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would actually help us a lot. They provided the, you know the website and um, oh, nice. we. I had a lot of experience with social media at the time. You know, kind of seeing it from its. Early stages while I was in college, develop and I just kind of kept up with it, and um, then I learned, you know, the little business aspects. they started adding in, so uh, and I worked for a couple marketing companies before too. So kind of used those experiences, like I said, to kind of overlay it onto my, you know, new business. Um, mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was a lot of learning. Yeah, I talked to some, you know, people over time. There's a lot of cool people I'd met over the years with different companies that were able to give me some, some help if I ever wanted it. And, and you get to try things out, advertising, whatever, you know, billboards, you know, we tried everything, um, for those first few years and see what works, right. Different things work for different types of businesses.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, marketing is such a huge part in anything that you do, even, even yourself as an actor, um, you have to market yourself, you have to market your products. So it's, it's very, very important, especially when you're first starting.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm very bad about like <laughs> doing that to certain extents, but I'm trying to, you know, get better at it. I'm, like I said, I do a lot of things under the radar, most people don't even know I'm, you know, uh, when I'm doing improv shows, uh, or <laughs> I don't like promote it too much because, um, you never know uh, how the show's going to go. So, um, <laughs> but even with acting, there's a lot of people that don't even know I'm doing that, but, It's just one of those things I'm doing kind of, like I said, under the radar and trying to uh, learn as I go and Mm
2: -hmm.
1: educate myself, taking, you know, courses too and stuff like that. This year's a big, my big goal is to get a lot of education in that.
2: Nice. Well, education is the biggest part of growing and uh, Jesse and I are doing that too, which is why we're doing the podcast class, you know, and we are trying to grow everything that we're doing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, along with starting a new business and, you know, having a family and, you know, also doing passion stuff on the right, it comes with its challenges for sure. What have been some of your major challenges along the way in your journey up to this point?
1: Oh, um, business wise, some of the challenges have been um, we had to relocate the business. Uh, two times since we originally opened one was due to just, a uh, as a cost saving measure and mm-hmm. getting into a better spot with more foot traffic. Um, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where we went in initially to a place that was a little bigger than we wanted. Um, but it was, uh, at the time looked like it was going to be a, in a middle of an area that was growing, really fast. Mm-hmm. And then that growth just kind of just never happened. Oh. So we, you know, we did well, things happened at the beginning, which was not usual for businesses. We, we kind of started out really well, like our first two years, which usually you kind of have to ramp up to that. Yeah. Um, but then as things didn't grow, it kind of stagnated some. Mm-hmm. So, and our rent increased, things like that, you know, you got to, just make business decisions, um, and the landlord at the time wouldn't help us out, so we, you know, kind of took it elsewhere. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's worked out uh, really well. Um, yeah, now you're it. in the yeah. mall, which if talk about foot traffic, you can't really. <laughs> yeah, <ask for laughs> it was one of those things about. where, again, we, you know, it sounded like it, you know, was a good spot to go. Um, and it actually did save us uh, a lot on the, you know, overhead. And it did improve foot traffic. So it was a win-win. But again, uh, you never 100% know if it's going to work or not until you do it. So Mm -hmm. once we got in there and kind of got our uh, bearings, it it actually was a great – Move So
2: mm-hmm. now um, how was that transitioning your customers? Like we're in this location. Now we're in this mm-hmm. location. Now we're in this new location. Was that a struggle kind of getting to your, your customers to follow you?
0: And do you have
1: repeat customers? Do you have like yeah. a, a good base? Yeah. I mean, I, at the beginning, everybody's new. And then it just mm-hmm. takes a long time to build up that, you know, repeat business. And it slowly inches up percentage-wise of how many people are coming back versus how many new people. You always want new people, but you do want to have that comfortable base of people mm-hmm. coming back. And um, today's world, you can do that even if they're traveling through because we try to let everyone know, hey, you can order online if, you're, you, if you don't live nearby. Uh, and then we get repeat customers that just order online from, you know, wherever in the United States they are. So that's, that's a huge help. Um, and you know, we get a decent amount of new people all the time, but then we get people that haven't been to us in maybe eight years and they're like, oh, I thought you were still over, you know, at this other place, <laughs> but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just constantly trying to market like you said, and, uh, get the word out that, um or where we are, but
2: yeah, for sure. Now what I'm fascinated with is you have started into the world of acting. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about what initially got you interested in acting, um, and pursuing that and what your experience has been so far?
1: Sure. Um, about a year before we opened the business, I was working, like I said, for a big company and I was, Every once in a while, having to do some presentations, things like that. And I just wanted to get more comfortable, you know, being in front of people and kind of, uh, losing that nervousness. Um, so I knew some friends that were talking about taking improv classes here, you know, in our city so i was like well let me check that out the only improv i knew at the time was probably you know whose line is it anyway Um, (laughs) love that
2: show love it
1: (laughs) absolutely and that was so funny you know i was like let me check this out and but then i opened up this whole world i took a couple classes back to back um it opened up this whole world of you know this history of improv where you know from the chicago days to the you know new york days and then all these small theaters kind of opening up and Mm -hmm. there's this whole method to it really um not that you know what you're going to do, but you, there's like, you know, structure to it for a lot of different ways to, to play. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did those two classes and then, um, I took the time off because we were really getting heavy into opening the business. So I was like, well, let me get this going. Let me focus on this because again, I couldn't balance everything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I was like, I'll get back to it. You know, if the time comes and I have more time to do it. So, um, a couple years went by, I think two years maybe. And I went back and kind of took the next, you know, the, the other two classes that were required to, you know, kind of finish the core curriculum. And I, something about it, you know, you got to perform after each class, like, and that was my first time ever getting up on a stage probably to do anything creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a high I got, yeah. you know, from it. Like, I was like, okay, maybe this you know could be a fun hobby to do, and um, once I finished the classes, uh, you know, you audition to be part of the company, and um, then you get up placed on a team, and you start practicing with them, you know, once a week or whatever, and then perform once a month, and that was what I did for many years. So I still, a lot of the people I took those first two classes with had already, you know, had a lot more time in there, and then I when I rejoined. I met a whole new group of people that I kind of finished with and the unintended consequences is I have this whole huge group of, nice. you know, friends and network, yeah. of That's awesome. really like-minded people in the creative world. Um, and they're people from all walks of life. Like I was, you know, different careers, mm-hmm. you know, everything from veterinarians to, you know, real estate agents to, you know, <laughs> professors at colleges, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And, um, It's just a fun way to get out of the normal, you know, routine of life. Um, And improv is tough. Yeah. Uh, I've,
0: I've been to a few improv shows that Mm -hmm. weren't great. Uh, (laughs) You know, like it's, it's hard to get up there and not bomb, honestly. And so there's a lot of pressure and especially that you don't know exactly what you're going to be doing, you know, throughout the night, you can't plan. Like for me, if, if I'm going to play a concert, I've got my set down. I know that I can crush every song. I know which ones are going to hit the best, which yeah. ones are, you know, mm-hmm. might, might be just more filler songs, that sort of thing with improv. You, you just never know. You're walking in right. blind. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have a clue what you're yeah. about to get into. And I, like I said, I've seen a lot of people tank on stage mm-hmm. and just not be funny. Um, so how, how do you deal with that? Like how, <laughs> how have you bombed on stage? Before?
1: Oh. Oh, so many times, <laughs> so many times. Uh, I feel like uh, that's always the, the that's the thing. But um, where I found the success comes in those shows, um, because typically you are—it's not just a one-person thing, like a you know, like a stand-up or something where they right. have everything prepared and all the pressure's on that one person. Mm-hmm. You're usually up there with you know four or five, maybe six or more teammates sometimes. Right. Um Gotta And work together, absolutely, and that's what they teach you early on is the more you support your teammates, you want to make them look good. And if everyone's doing that, making each other look good, that just raises everybody. You yeah. Know? Um, and it just was one of those things. You don't want to go in there and um, the bad shows. A lot of times some you'll see happen where you get a, someone trying to big rig everybody else or be the standout, you know, you don't want to be that you want to be the person who's making the other person look good. And that just helps everybody. Um, so it's, you know, I think most improvisers say, you know, it's hit or miss, like, mm-hmm. but the ones that have been doing it longer, the, um, misses are more rare. I mean, you just, you can see a veteran team a lot of times, uh, and they'll just nail it almost every time. Somehow. Well,
2: practice makes perfect. <laughs> exactly.
1: And, and you can practice, even though you don't know what you're going to really be doing, mm-hmm. but you do know how to work off of each other and just get comfortable with your, uh, your partners. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of correlations
0: between that and music. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been in a lot of bands you mm-hmm. know, over the course of my life and some of them you have great chemistry with some of them you don't. Um, and even the ones that you have great chemistry with, you never know what's going to happen on stage, no matter how much you rehearse. Um, for instance, uh, not terribly long ago, I was I was with a band, and we were playing a show. And you know, we we usually have a couple drinks, you know, in during the night, you know. And and unfortunately, that night our lead singer happened to have a little too much and <laughs> mm-hmm. got a little sloppy on stage, and so the rest <laughs> of us had to kind of
3: rally around
0: and you know make up for where he was being a little sloppy and you know and take some parts and you know clean it up a little bit and just try to over emphasize what we were doing to take the attention off what was going wrong and i imagine that's a a a big thing in improv too like if somebody is not hitting it like you're probably going to jump in and like try to do something funny to take whatever bad (laughs) attention is off of that person
3: (laughs)
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good uh, I think comparison. I mean, your band, you've got all these people playing these different parts um and if like you said if if somebody's not in tune with everyone else, you can definitely tell. Um, yeah, or
0: or even not like drunk, but like if your voice is a little rough mm-hmm. because of or allergies or, or, or yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah right. whatever whatever the case may be, you just have to step up and say, "You know what? I've got to do every time I'm on stage because I don't know what the other guys are going to do. And I can't let there be any slack. I've got to pick it all up no matter what.
2: And actually it goes into acting as well, where Mm -hmm. you are, you have this role, you've been practicing it and you have a partner. And then the day of you are practicing together because most of the time it's thrown in right last minute, the day of filming, you actually get to practice with your acting partner, right? And you have no chemistry with that person (laughs) and you are like, I, I really have to act like I really, really have to act this out. (laughs) And, um, have you ever been in that situation where you are just with someone and you're trying to pull it out of them? But, um, and, and how, how have you handled that situation?
1: well um the acting world is really new for me um i've had all this time you know like i said with improv and, and i and it goes back to that do you like to be a planner do you like to be a, you know one who's organized and knows mm-hmm. that what, exactly what's going to happen and and it's two different worlds in a way um but yeah i think um with my limited experiences so far with the acting I'm more nervous with that even though I know exactly what I have to say yeah. um it's more of trying to get into that character and kind of staying in that and using a f- acting from the feeling versus the words you know mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah the very first kind of short film I uh, I got to work on last year uh, it was meeting all the people that know day of we actually had some time we did some zoom kind of read throughs at least so i kind of got to meet everyone in (laughs) that case uh a little early and the directors kind of helped um you know craft what they had the idea for these characters so um but again once the cameras start rolling you know that was the first time we really went through it and you you just got to be into it um but no luckily i I was probably the least experienced person there so they were probably having to pull things out of me <laughs> um but it was such a good experience um but it and um kind of being around like uh doing some background on some different things seeing these professionals do it uh and just observing while I was there and just seeing how prepared they were uh how much they got into character and just stayed there mm-hmm. um was really eye opening to see up close um and the improv kind of led into wanting to you know what if i kind of transitioned to not transition totally i don't want to you know stop doing improv but you know add this on try to learn this new skill set and i had mm-hmm. other friends who were actors who you know doing great things and um kind of like the way i saw people with small business you know doing it before I did it. I was like, let me talk to them and see their experiences. And I did, I was doing the same thing with, you know, other actors and I still do that. I love networking and kind of seeing where people came from, what their um, successes are, what they struggle with, things like that that they're trying to improve on. So.
2: I love that. I I love that you just said that you go to other people that have been doing it. So pretty Mm -hmm. much finding mentors, anything that you want to do in life, the best thing that you can do is find a mentor hang around those people and surround yourself with those people and you will just learn and grow
1: yeah absolutely and early on and i kind of going back um to my you know growing up i i took um another thing i did kind of outside the normal sports and things like that i took uh, taekwondo for a lot of years when i was young and and through that, I met a lot of people who were actually older than me, but everyone in there was learning discipline. And, um, you know, at a young age, that was really helpful. And I surrounded myself with those people who were more mature than me and had, you know, starting to get into their careers. Um, and I always tried to surround myself with successful people. <laughs> and it kind of helped me want to, you know, it motivated me to kind of want to have a similar You know Mm -hmm. success
0: so yeah and um i i've always tried to live my life by the idea that if i'm the smartest or most talented person in the room then i'm probably in the wrong
1: room (laughs) (laughs) that's me in most rooms so (laughs) (laughs) oh no no, not the smartest but yeah definitely not the smartest (laughs) (laughs) but
0: but i I like to surround myself with people that are better smarter more talented more successful you know whatever i can Glean from other people, I'm going to do it because I want to grow constantly my, Mm -hmm. my entire life. Like I've always just been a seeker of knowledge, a seeker of, you know, growth and, and becoming a better, more well-rounded person. And so I'm, I'm, always trying to find more ways that I can get better things or expand my knowledge. You know, Melissa and I, we sit around and we watch shows just to expand our knowledge. Like we don't watch a lot of regular TV. Right. We, we watch documentaries and we watch mm-hmm. interviews and you know, that sort
1: of thing, just because we really just value growth.
2: And want to learn about the planet and the earth and the universe and yeah. everything.
1: And there's sure. so much And that that's a great um, one thing that's always stuck with me is, I don't know what, where it came from, but, um, the saying that the wise man has more questions than answers. Mm. Um, so I'm, that's my, one thing I always do is I don't want to, you know, feel like I know everything. I, I want to like say, I want it to lead to more questions about things. Like you said, that's, um, and just always learning, like educating myself at, you know, a late age, too, trying to start something like this, I, I ask myself, is it too late to even really never. try to do this? Never, thing? And that's, never,
2: never, never. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of
1: those things you, and then you look around and you see people who started things really late in their, you know, or later on in their life and they didn't find success maybe until in that, um, until they got older. And I think sometimes it just takes the experience leading up to it, you know. Well, um, yeah. Um,
0: it, the problem is, is we, we live life being told, you have to go to college, you have to graduate, <laughs> exactly. you have to get a degree, mm-hmm. and then you have to go to work. And you have to know exactly what you want to do by the time you graduate from high school. So that way you can do that. And it's just so unrealistic. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like we've said already, all three of us have changed careers uh, a million times, you know, we've mm-hmm. all done different things. Uh, we had a guest on the podcast in the first season, uh, Dr. Sarah Druckman. she didn't go to med school till she was in her 30s. Yeah. So oh, starting wow, yeah. med school. Yeah. And and the thing is that people don't think about like even if you're 45, right? Mm-hmm. You still have 15 or close to 20 years left in the workforce. That's that's the entire time you've already been in the workforce. So you can literally do Anything you want to do, like, don't stop because there's some trivial number, even if you're 60 and you've only got (laughs) five years till retirement, do what you're passionate (laughs) about. Like, don't just settle for bullcrap jobs that you hate for your entire life. This is eight hours of your day, at at least at a minimum, eight hours of your day. Make sure you're enjoying it. Make sure you're doing something that fills you and makes you happy and and gives you purpose because otherwise you are just throwing your life away.
2: Yep.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think um, you nailed it. <laughs> and seeing people uh, start things later and then finding success is awesome to see because it gives you hope that, you know, it could work. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily know if I have, you know, long-term goals. I'm just kind of taking things step by step. Um, you know, uh, anybody that would give me a chance to, you know, help them tell their story. If it's, you know, a director or producer or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that thinks I can, you know, fit with what they're looking for. I may not feel like I fit it, but if they see something that I can't see from my angle, um, that's, that's what I'm also looking for, uh, to, and kind of trusting them that they know what they're talking about. <laughs> so Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So, um, what, what projects are you super excited for that are coming up in the near future? Is, is there anything that you want to
1: share with us? The projects that, that I'm involved with, like, yes. mm-hmm. Oh, um, I mean, uh, right now I'm doing a lot of auditioning and that's uh, been a whole, uh, thing that I expected, you know, you hear it all the time. You like, you're just mostly auditioning and a lot of things you're not going to get. And it's not that you're not good or, you know, don't take it personally. You may just not be the fit that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just that constant and being persistent, um, and being able to, uh, take, I guess, rejection in a way, you know, just don't see it as a personal attack on you, but, um, project wise, um, I've got a few things I've done that are still, you know, kind of in post-production. So, um, excited to see those. Um, have I got a short film, like I said, that was, uh, I think pretty close to being done. Um, I'm not sure what the date on that will be. Uh, did a fir- my you know first commercial um f- last month or so?
2: Nice, uh,
1: not sure, you know. And again, you could shoot these things and it may not be used, you never know, but um, or you we'll just see never it. see it, you just <laughs> never There's see been it. So yeah, so many it's... times where
2: people are <laughs> like, Hey, I saw you on TV, and I'm like, Exactly, where what channel, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you record it next time? Like,
1: <laughs> and a lot of it that jump started, um, my you know, kind of wanting to do this was like, um, last summer after the, you know, years we've all been through with, um, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic and stuff like trying to find things to get out of that space. And, um, I was lucky enough. They were shooting in Charleston, this, uh, HBO show, Righteous Gemstones. And, mm-hmm. um, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, several opportunities to go down there and just be around it. And it it really got me into like I said, talking to people, um, seeing, you know, how this worked. And, um, one goal this year was to maybe get an agent and I was able to sign on with someone in January and I didn't expect that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, they've been really, really helpful and, um, giving me a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have normally gotten on my own. Um, so just trying to, you know, go step by step. Like I said with that, I'm, Next week I've got a, um, part in a, it's a feature film, um, not a huge budget thing, but it's, it's definitely a group that does really good work. And, um, I'm, I'm excited to do that. I, um, don't have a lot of details besides, you know, my days I'm shooting, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) it should be fun. It's just another, like I said, experience. Um, I'm going to take everyone I can get and, uh, get the most out of it and meet new people. Like I said, um. And that came out of networking last year, so I got an email about, uh, "Hey, I've got this part, and I think you might, you know, be good if you could just send in a tape for it." And I did, and it worked out. And um, any any small success I can get with this new challenge is mm-hmm. is a win for me. <laughs> so how
0: how is it balancing the acting life with your business? Uh, do you find mm-hmm. that being away from the business? because you're out pursuing your passions is detrimental or it's fine you've built a good team how's that looking
1: yeah it's always one of those things where it's you kind of play it by ear and um, luckily i have you know some people right now that can run things while i'm away if it's for a certain amount of time i i don't think i could take like a six month project or something like that Mm -hmm. at, at this point but i'm also nine years into this business and I would say this to, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, even at the beginning when you're thinking about starting it also go ahead and think about how you're going to maybe end it or what's your exit strategy. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of nine years into it and we didn't know if we would go one year or, Mm -hmm. you know, five years or, you know, 10 years. We didn't know if we would open up multiple locations, which was also at one point an option, but it never quite panned out to where I felt comfortable doing that. So, um, I just kind of went with that flow of how things were going and, um, not to put, like I said, too much pressure on it, but I'm, I'm getting, I think to that point where it might be where I'm thinking about transitioning to something else. Maybe I'm, maybe it's starting my own thing. That's not a franchise where I've still got someone else's kind of vision for it. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe I've got my own thing, but, um, one of those times in the business life where, I might hand it off to someone else if that's what happens or, you know, if it's a good time to wrap it up, maybe Um, we'll see what happens.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's exciting though, because you have the opportunity to take your life in whatever direction you want to go. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you opening up other franchises may have been the best opportunity for you. So then that way, you can transition smoothly and easily into mm-hmm. something else. And and I love the fact that you said you have, everyone always thinks about the startup, the startup, the startup. How right. am I going to get this going? And they don't think about the exit strategy or being able to take a, a month or two off work just to relax mm-hmm. and go on vacation or anything that you need to. And people just get so ramped up into the business <laughs> that they forget about the exit part. And I love that right. you brought that up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that people told me to, you know, go ahead and think about. And I didn't at the, as much at the time. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll, you know, sell it off and, you know, make a profit then or something. But um, you just, like I said, you can have ideas about it, but don't like it something in stone be able mm-hmm. to be flexible um because you don't know what's going to happen you don't know if there's going to be a pandemic that's going to wreck right you know uh, years yep. of work uh did, did <laughs> that up. hurt you guys a lot
0: because i imagine beef jerky was not necessarily <laughs> a staple during the pandemic or maybe it was maybe people were saying yeah it's actually dang like, i really wish i had some beef jerky
1: <laughs> you know it's funny because we did have to shut down just due to where we were and um everything else was shutting down for us about a month and a half, so mm-hmm. it was not as bad as other parts of the country. But you know, some places maybe never shut down. I don't know. Um, but it it actually was a thing where I had zero overhead that month because it was re- we had a really nice uh, deal with the landlord that they were, and it was a transition time where I was renewing a lease, so mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a lot. I had more leverage, so nice. that's um, perfect. yeah yeah so some some things just work out you know with luck obviously it's a terrible time um but i wanted to survive you know through it and see what happened on the other side of it we were able to open back up and again it was just uncertainty um i just went in by myself for months and then i my employees weren't comfortable with coming back and i totally understood that so it was one of those things. It was like the beginning of the business again, where mm-hmm. I had to work mm-hmm. every day that we would be open. Um, and it was just one of those things that if I wanted to keep it going, I had to do this. And that's what business owners will always do. I think, um, that when no one else can help you, you got to help yourself. Right. <laughs> so. yep.
2: Right. Now I know you have an amazing partner, Dana, and she seems like you guys are definitely supportive through everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know she has a day job and then you of course have your business and then you have acting and, and improv, and I'm sure you're doing classes and you're training and you're, you know, um, so all of these facets in your life, how has that affected your relationship? Um, do you guys sit down at the end of the night and have like your recap or how does that look in your life to, to keep your relationship balanced?
1: Well, yeah, it's like spinning plates, you know we're we're one of us can come over here and spend this one to keep them going, you know, um, and then uh, we we alternate, you know every like Tuesdays and Thursdays, like I'm taking the kids to to school in those mornings because she has to go to a, a location that's a little further away, so she has to leave a little earlier, and then on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she's taking them and and whoever can you know pick them up, we're always communicating, and that's the key too, like yeah always be in touch and um as much as we can and Mm -hmm. and if I've got time, luckily with my job um at the business, uh it's it's at a point where I've got a lot of flexibility right now. So it it's not a nine to five locked in thing at at this time. You know, there's Mm -hmm. been times where it is that or um or takes up my entire day. But at this point it's um it's more flexible. I can let someone else run it if I'm not needed there. Um, and I can communicate with her. I'm like, Hey, well, you know, you keep working if you want, you know, if you've got stuff to do, I'll go get the kids. Don't worry about it. Um, and then there's a lot of times she's, uh, and we we'll catch up at, like you said, at the end of the night and, mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> uh, and the, then we've got the kids with their own schedules now with, they're mm-hmm. getting to that age where they've got, you know, sports play
2: and sports. Play. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And just,
1: uh, taking summer camp things coming up, you know? (laughs) So, and that's my thing too. I want to be able to have enough flexibility to be able to be there for those things as well, because this was the most fun we're having is just watching them, you know, grow and learn these things. And it reminds us of when we were doing it and um, at that age and want to try to make it as positive for them as we can and be supportive help them figure out what they want to do, because I think they're going to be like us or, well, one of them, she's trying all kinds of things out and see what, see what sticks. So. That's
2: awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And you're guiding her, you're guiding your kids by showing them, by actually showing them that you can do multiple things mm-hmm. and you can do acting. Um. So as a, as a kid, I was told, you know, you can't act, you can't do this professionally. You know, you're, you have to go get a real job. You have to go to college. You, you know, yes. that's- as a kid. Well <laughs> as an adult too, yeah. you know. I we mean tell yeah. you
0: that all the time. Yeah,
2: like like <laughs> you can't do this for real. And and I just show them like hello, I moved to LA and did this full time and yeah. paid my bills with the money Absolutely. I made from acting. So how is that not a professional when you're paying your bills with money from acting? Right. <laughs> so and um, you're doing
1: something you really want to do, and that's exactly, awesome. That's exactly. so cool to hear.
2: Um, so, you know, you showing your kids and that's what we want to do with, you know, with Alexander and Adelina, we Mm -hmm. want to make sure that they know that they can do whatever they want to, Mm -hmm. we'll guide them, we'll, we'll tell them the real news of what they want to do. Um, you know, but it's, it's so amazing and refreshing that you are guiding them and letting them take their own journey.
1: Yeah. I really want to see them figure, you know, themselves out. I don't want to push them in a certain direction, um, too much, um, I, I like to, you know, expose them to different avenues or different, um, you know, whether it's a sport or a, you know, creative outlet or something like that. And just kind of seeing what, what makes them happy. And you can kind of, you kids, they'll let you know, you know, really quick, like, oh, I really like this, or this is awesome. Or they'll keep talking about it and Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, you know, there's these things. Do you want to do that? And they try it out if they want.
2: Yeah. And then they like it or they don't like it. Exactly. That's awesome. So now what are your, I know we've talked a little bit about this, um, maybe going in a different direction. So where do you see your future goals? Like what is your, if you could pick your absolute best, best path in life right now, what would that path be?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) that is a tough one uh like i said um yeah at this transition time with the business and looking at this new you know it's kind of a hobby at this point but you know if it could become a career that would be amazing i I feel like fulfillment wise that would be awesome and Mm -hmm. that that's kind of what i'm working on right now like the business i could see it also becoming kind of my side thing if if, Mm -hmm. if i could get it to that point um but it's nice to have it and have all these years built up to it. But also at the same time I could like, I was 28 when I started it and I'm almost 38 now. So it's almost like a 10 year. I'm not who I was at 28, you know, when I'm 30, Mm -hmm. you know, right? but, um, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I I guess, like you said, personality wise, some people are planners, some not. Um, and I kind of like to keep the door open for Mm -hmm. whatever. um, if it's partnering with you know, a friend or something on, on a project or a, like a, a business idea or something like that, I'm, I'm always open to, um, to hearing things and uh, seeing what feels good.
2: All right. So I have an idea for you. You should move okay. to Atlanta. Live beside us. Okay. Buy a house. Yeah. And then you can just act in everything you want to do in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. And Atlanta's got so much going on and that's oh uh, <laughs> being in Greenville's, uh It's not a far, you know, drive. I've had to come down there a bunch of times, but, um, but it's nice to be here in a way we like, you know, we're close to family and grandparents and stuff mm-hmm. for the kids. And it's a good, like I said, a balance. It's really a point where I can be in Charlotte or Charleston or, you know, Atlanta, uh, pretty easily. So, um,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just got to be in a Chris Evans movie, and that was what? super cool for me. Uh, <laughs> I was literally inches away from Captain America. Yeah. Oh my slapped, gosh. I could have slapped, slapped his butt yeah. as he walked by me. I, said, um, I don't, don't recommend do it, babe, doing don't it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, but, don't do but it. But think about how epic that story would have been. You know, I got kicked off of set because I slapped
1: <laughs> Captain America in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be on your tombstone. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: you would not be acting anymore. You would be blacklisted. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: but it was really, and, and actually that was the first time that we got to work together on set. Yeah,
0: which was super oh, cool. fun. It was, it That's was, so fun. It
2: was a really cool experience because we got to be a couple. We were couple number two. Yeah. Um, oh. You know, so just a little small thing, but um, it was really cool because we were in the very last scene of this epic, you know, uh, a fight scene and... Mm-hmm. We uh, got to do it together and it was a really fun experience.
0: Yeah, that is we, so cool and we're like planning all of our stuff together yeah. like okay okay we're gonna this, do this and I'm gonna do this yep. and then you're in so
2: like
1: getting your backstories and yeah. everything yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah oh yeah we did we had it, was, it well great. our backstory was actually our story and everyone the other actors on set we were they were like okay what's your backstory because we always talk about it and so we were telling them our actual story like our actual oh, story sure and they were like wow that's such a cool backstory and we're like <laughs> um that's just our life that's not yeah, a backstory. That's just our life <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just we, we live are. this yeah we <laughs> live this this
1: is us <laughs> <laughs> you're just so playing awesome. yourselves yeah that's right. right. awesome yeah. um and i recommend everybody if they can just even doing a background role just get on a big set or you know and see these professionals who are passionate about it and how oh, yeah. the whole process works mm-hmm. i grew up just a fan of you know tv and film and it was a way to escape you know reality and um but just to see how that thing unfolds is super awesome and really inspiring oh yeah definitely all right so my favorite part of the podcast
0: is Mm. we uh celebrate successes big and small that are recent um you know something that you just want to throw out there and say you know what this has recently happened we want to celebrate it maybe you haven't taken the time to properly celebrate that you've accomplished this big or small it doesn't matter what what's a success in your
1: life that you would like to publicly celebrate oh man um Oh, that's a hard one. I've been, you know, like I I think we talked about most of them. I don't think there's anything. um, Like I know getting the agent is probably. Yeah. That's a huge one. Recent one. Yeah. And taking my, you know, uh, taking some courses and things like that and um, getting, yeah, small successes like that. I would say getting that step has been huge, like um, a really big step up um, from where I was doing things before just on my own mm-hmm. um and you know i th- i think i've never really properly looked back and say okay i've been doing this business now for nine years yeah and that's a huge most success. most mm-hmm. don't go you know when you look at the statistics um anywhere close to that so i think once you get over a certain hump um you you, you think you know it's probably gonna work out um there's always something like i said that could happen but i think Probably getting close to taking some time to, you know, realize we're almost, like I said, going into close to 10 years. So Yeah, you need to do a big ten I need year to do party. something. Yes, like a big 10 year jerky anniversary jerky everywhere. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: You can have a beef jerky stick like running around like with the little hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna give it away like Willy Wonka all of yeah. a sudden at the let, end. <laughs> let us know. We'll be there.
3: <laughs>
0: right. That's um, awesome. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Well, that's that's so great. And we're like incredibly proud of you and everything that you're doing and watching your journey. Um, You know, we went to high school together, but we didn't really connect until really the last couple of years. uh, You and I and, you know, I guess we reconnected when you saw us at Comic-Con two years ago. Uh, Melissa was there with Deadly Crimson. you brought your daughter and it was so freaking cute (laughs) so
2: cute she still
1: talks about that I mean getting to see you again this year is so awesome and it's it's really inspiring I'm like you know you could if you wanted to do something Mm -hmm. like this one day look Mm -hmm. you know there's someone we know that has done it and that again that's like I said, there's someone you know that did these business. There's this guy I know, you know, was an actor and kind of yeah. helped me kind of get started. And there's someone doing this really cool creative thing or, or like Jesse, like, if you find yourself that you've got this skill at, you know, music, or um, mm-hmm. I'm like, look at these people doing it and enjoying it. So it's really, like I said, good to be surrounded by uh, successful people who um in just so many different areas, too. Um, like you guys have a, such a cool connection with two different types of skills, and but also getting to do things together—that's mm-hmm. really fun and supporting each other. I can see it, you know, just at Comic Con, you're both there, both Kitching. equally excited <laughs> about you know this book and stuff, and that's so fun to see. And I'm like bringing people over. I'm like, you got to check this out, like, and, yes, and trying awesome. to support others. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's my big thing too. I like to show other. um I, I don't compare yourself to other people and their successes. Just well, the more you can be happy for them and, and, um, you know, support them. It's just mm-hmm. way more fulfilling than trying to match it or, you know, ex, you know, go past them or something like that. Um, Well,
2: and, and it's, it's, it's leading with your heart. Anytime mm -hmm. you, you have gratitude and you're supportive and you really want people to be successful. That's, that's the whole reason we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. We want everyone to be successful in their own, Mm -hmm. in their own way. Um, We don't want them to keep up with anyone else's journey. And we want Everyone to be successful and we want to help inspire that and motivate that with the guests that we bring on, just as yourself, Stephen. And we want everyone to know that your journey is unique and that you are unique and wonderful and loved. And that that's the entire reasoning behind this this podcast.
0: Yeah. And you know, a, a big thing for us, like we've had some unbelievable guests on this podcast, way more successful than we have been. But we don't leave those interviews saying, oh, man, I wish I could be like them. Mm-hmm. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. So we we did a bonus episode on our Patreon talking about the dangers of wishing. And I'll yep. give a little spoiler oh, right. for it. Yep, yep. You know, so many people wish their lives away and wish they could do this, wish they could do that. Just freaking get out there and do it. If you right. want to do something, <laughs> you have to say I am. Stop <laughs> sitting around and go yeah. do it. Yes. Like, at and least I-
1: try. At least And a big thing like uh, that I went through was just getting over the, like getting out of your head of the fear of something like potentially failing, like fear of Mm -hmm. failure has stopped so many people from trying something. Like if our business would have failed, uh, you know, within two years or something like that, I would have um, obviously been, you know, hurt by that, but I would have at the same time been like, well, you know, I gave it a shot, you know, I did my best. Um, and the same with anything I do now, I'm like, you know, do your best. Um, I tell my kids, I'm like, you know, if you mess up, don't, don't dwell on it. Like mm-hmm. use mm-hmm. that mistakes are so helpful. Like yes, I've lost two jobs over, you know, the time before I even started my own. So going from that to being able to work for myself for 10 years, you know, I never, at that time it was really, it hurt a lot, but at. I used it. Uh, I I was motivated to, um, you know, what? Maybe it's because I, those things didn't work out. It was I, I was meant to do something else. So, um, mm-hmm. and just changing your perspective on that. Um, don't be afraid. Like, yeah, just go for it.
2: Yep. Yeah. And you know, the the awesome thing is with anything that you do in life failure or, or, you know, everything that we do that that does not succeed actually helps you grow and helps you get stronger. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of that, where can our listeners find your beef jerky? Where can they order it online? <laughs> where can they fi- reach out to you? Uh, where, they, where can they see your improv, your acting? Sure. Like, uh, let them let them know everything about where they can find you.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at like plugging my business, but uh, I <laughs> will. Um, you can go to scjerky.com, scjerky.com S C J E R K Y.com. If you're interested in, uh, getting uh gifts for, uh, you know, father's day coming up, mother's yep. day, whatever you yeah. want, uh, birthdays, anything. Um, you can order online. I'll ship it out myself. Usually pack it up myself. So, nice. um, uh, social media wise, I guess, uh, you know, uh, whenever I have some type of update, Instagram's kind of the place to go now. Um, Yeah. And you can just find me. uh, I think if you just search Stephen Crane there or S crane Um, and um, what was the other thing? Let's see. Oh uh, yeah. Improv. If you're in Greenville, South Carolina uh, coffee underground on coffee street, downtown Greenville. um, Such a cool place. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's shows. You can go see a variety of different ones. Um, and I'm there typically on Thursday nights uh, with a team called Haymaker, which is like a weekly team. So I'm just now getting back into it. I've taken some time off, uh, mm-hmm. like the last season of it, um, kind of getting back to that work-life balance and when i have time to do it i i try to commit and <laughs> if i don't they're totally understandable i mean that's uh, awesome and i recommend it, anybody who's working a job or thinking about you know um if you have time take an improv class whether you want to perform it or not like it's super helpful we, i've seen them do it for you know uh corporate employees and stuff you, you mm-hmm. know it's team building things mm-hmm. like that it's just a good skill to learn to help work as a team um so I would highly recommend anybody doing that at some point. Very cool. And, uh, last question, if
0: you had one piece of advice that you would want to give an aspiring entrepreneur, what would you tell them?
1: Oh, I would say, yeah, like don't be afraid. Like if you feel, if it hits you in your heart, um, Go for it. Like, find a way to do it if you really want to do it. Um, And don't let fear stop you because a lot of great things can come out of it if you just put your head down, focus on it, and uh, do it for the right reasons. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. mine was really just wanting to do a business in general, it was some percentage of you know, the actual business model, but it was a lot of percentage of just the challenge of wanting to, uh, take it on and, and make it successful and like, see how far I could go with it. Mm. So just, uh, that. don't be afraid, you know, um, and talk to other people, you know, before you go into it, make sure you get as much information as you can about other people's experiences. It's really helpful.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and, and have a mentor, have a mentor that you can ask questions. Um, I love it. And I love that you have grown this business into what it is. And that now you have a little bit of flexibility to go out and do other passion product projects and get out there a little bit.
0: Follow your heart absolutely follow your
2: heart i <laughs> love it <laughs>
0: well, steven this has been amazing we are so glad that you came on the podcast today and uh can't wait to see where you go and yes. we'll definitely have to follow up with you in the future once your acting career takes off
1: and uh you're just out there on the big screen all the time well thanks so much for having me you guys are so inspiring and uh really cool you're doing this and um looking forward to listening to all the new episodes
2: Awesome. Thank you. Stephen. Thanks so much. And thank you for sharing your time with us today. I know you're a busy man.
1: <laughs> anytime, anytime. All right,
0: buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Till next All time. Right. Bye.
2: Wow. I am so inspired by Steven and everything that he's done in nine years, almost going on 10 years to own a business, especially through COVID is so inspiring for a lot of people. So drop your fears and go after your dreams.
0: Yeah, and he he said so many great things about just how you you should live your life in a way that you're chasing the things that are important to you. You know, don't, don't wait, don't Mm. keep putting it off. Just go for it. You know, the worst thing that'll happen is you fail and you have to start again. You still have a ton more years, just do it.
2: And you learned so much experience. You're going to learn so, so much knowledge with everything that you do in life. And the goal is to learn it all. And then eventually, sometimes it's an eventually thing. Sometimes you get it right away, but don't, the one thing is just don't, um, let that defer you, you know, always grow your ambitions.
0: Yeah. Don't stop short because you're afraid. Yeah. Just keep pushing and see where it takes you. Cause you never know what'll come from it. Um, make sure that you also check out our Patreon. We actually had some great post-roll conversation with Steven. And so we'll probably post some of that on our Patreon as bonus content for you guys. So be sure to check that out. Patreon.com slash creative global. Uh, we're constantly posting stuff on there that is, you know, a, a little behind the scenes looks at things, new songs, bonus content, that sort of thing.
2: Yep. And now that we are getting settled into our new amazing studio space, we'll have a lot more time to give you even more content. So we're so excited that you're following our journey and that you are here listening. And don't forget to always celebrate your successes and send us over your successes that you would like to share with us. We love hearing from from you. yeah
0: email us what your success is message us on facebook or instagram and we want to we want to read those things on the air we want to show you know that people are celebrating successes with us all the time so be sure to send that in to us for sure
2: and with that this is a creative global entertainment production did you get motivated do you feel inspired
0: don't worry about keeping up with the joneses anymore and don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day thank you for taking this journey with us
2: Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ReimagineSuccessPod. Email us at ReimagineSuccessPod at gmail.com and let us know what your successes are. Head over to Patreon.com slash Creative Global for bonus and behind-the-scenes content.
0: New episodes every Thursday at ReimagineSuccessPod.com or your favorite podcast streaming platform.
2: So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.
3: Acast powers the world's best podcasts.
0: Here's a show that we recommend.
3: After over five years of presenting the most disturbing and sinister creepy pastas from around the world, by popular demand, Creepy is finally available in Spanish.
2: La fecha de mi muerte es hoy. I'm
3: proud to introduce Creepy en Español. Every Tuesday Creepy en Español present two new stories. Al final de la calle estaba la silueta de un hombre. Y lo
2: descubriré mirándome, fijamente.
3: And because this is a new production, we'll be starting back where it all started. With classics such as No End House, The Rake and all your favorites. Subscribe at Creepy en Español wherever you listen to podcasts. Qué soy libre.